Welcome to Dark Horse Matters, the show about people, their passions, and their pursuit toward happiness. I'm your host, Bev Mateyoshi, and my passion is finding these people out there who are driven and they have a purpose in life and they have the energy and the drive to go after their dreams. And my whole goal is to have you guys, you know, engage with these stories and you never know, it may speak to you and this person could inspire you to get off your butt and go after your dreams too. Because that's important. These days, we, if anything we've learned in 2021 and 2020 is that, you know, these kind of things are important. You have to think about what makes you happy in life and really, really make an effort. So that's the goal. If you're new to um, this show, don't forget to like and subscribe, hit the bell so you can know every time uh, we have a new story on here. And if you're returning, thank you so much for the support. Really appreciate it. So today's guest, I'm really excited to introduce you to an artist. And I love having artists on my show because they are just, they has a different brain capacity going on. Um, they just see the world in such a different way than most people. And I really just appreciate that. And I found I got introduced to him through my twin sister, who, if you guys look down on my videos, I've interviewed her in the past. Her name is Kim, and she has been a, a recent fan to a new platform, a new platform to us, um, which is called Twitch. I'm, I guess I'm not cool enough to really know what that is, but um, the only time I've ever been on Twitch was to watch DJs perform. I didn't know that was a thing until the pandemic that you could watch a DJ on the computer and the energy is actually really high it's pretty crazy but twitch he streams his artwork on there and he your his fans can actually watch him create it's so cool so just please give a warm welcome to potch fad that's how he is known on instagram welcome to the show potch fad hello hi <laughs> hello <laughs> hi uh, Thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. Oh, this is wonderful. This is fantastic. I love that you have me here. Thank you. Yes, uh, and I really like your background. It's very colorful and visually stimulating. <laughs> Thank you. It actually took me probably a good six months to put the whole thing together, but it started with one single bookshelf behind me and has expanded to two, and then there's a mini bookshelf, so almost three bookshelves and all the lighting to make it you know, streamer fancy. Wow. And and are those all of your artwork or? No, actually, most of what I have, if you go on this side, I'm, I'm a huge fan of Batman and Joker and, and that whole genre of, of um, comics. So this side has a lot of Batman and Joker and Harley Quinn that I've picked up at either thrift stores, garage sales. Like I didn't go out and buy the newest fancy things. I went to find the eclectic, odd things you know something you might when mcdonald's had the cups and that sort of thing so that's this side this side um i have my my i'm, I'm a huge nba fan as well so i have my jordans and my kobe's the, the shoes that i have that i have up on the shelf <laughs> everything below that is from different artists that i've got to meet on twitch um and instagram that have have sent me like physically sent me their artwork so i just have a ton of oh there's a chair in the way <laughs> Just realized, sorry, um, a ton of artwork uh, on all three of these shelves below it that I that have been gifted. 
but well some of them i bought because i was like i have to have that um and so you know artists they got to make their money so i have no problem doing that uh, but a lot of it was uh, gifts that people sent me so i i put it up on the shelves to display it and i'm pretty stoked that people do that very very cool you know um I, I love meeting artists because they just have a passion and they they see the world in a different way. You know what I mean? Like, so I, I want to yeah. ask you, like, how old were you when you realized that you were passionate about art? See, here's the funny thing is, is I didn't really start doing physical, like um, drawing until I was 40 years old. I did music. Um, in my, my uh, teens and in my 20s. Um, and then I got myself a, a, an accounting corporate job. And, and then I did, you know, my own businesses. So I went headfirst into work and I lost track of almost all artistic things that I did for a long period. So in around 40, 41, I, I had some things go on in life where I, I was like, I, I need to really be happy. And that was my biggest like changing moment. Like I had a house, I had a car, I had the money, the things that people say make you happy that I wasn't. And, and I was like, I need something that actually makes me happy. And I, I had a piece of paper, it wasn't even a drawing pad. And I just started doodling. And I spent a whole weekend just drawing. And it was, you know, besides hanging out with my kids, it was the happiest that I'd been in 10, 15 years. And that's when I knew like, I, this is what I really want to do. Wow, that's cool. You know what? Um, this is exactly what I'm talking about, you guys. Like these kind of people that they figure it out, you know, I, they've recognized that thing that triggers that thing we call happiness in life. <laughs> Some people go through their whole lives without realizing what that is. And to me, that is the biggest tragedy that you could ever experience in life. So that is so cool. So can Pachvai, can you tell us where you're from? Like, where did you grow up and how, yeah. you know, tell us a little bit about your family. Yeah, no problem. Uh, so originally I was born in Long Beach, California and I lived all over in California, um, a little bit Northern, but mostly Southern in between uh, LA and San Diego till I was about 15. Um, and in doing so, um, my dad was a surfer hippie. So I was in the ocean from the time I was in diapers <laughs> till, you know, like I love the ocean. And it's funny, um, my, my tag that I do is H2O, like water has always been a huge part of my life. Um, so I, I lived in Southern California till I was about 15. Then I moved to Seattle, Seattle, Washington. And it was a culture shock. It was a cold shock. <laughs> it was, it, I, I'm, I'm, I'm scared to say I don't like Seattle because so many people be like, oh, we love Seattle, but it's just <laughs> dreary and cold and rainy. It's beautiful. You know, it's wonderful. And, and you know, I've met a lot of good people there, uh, but I lived in Seattle or in the Seattle area for about 15 years. And that was, that was interesting. <laughs> it was very interesting. Um, after that, I, I ended up, I was in college and the college that I was going to, um, it didn't have a, a doctoral program. It stopped at a, a master's program and I, I was going further than that. So I had to look for a new college and someone suggested, why don't you go to Hawaii? Um, and I looked and they had the doctoral, one of the doctoral programs I was looking for. So I was like, packed my stuff up. Um, I, I went and visited on one of my school breaks for a month. And as soon as I got back, I, I put in a transfer. I was like, I'm, I'm moving to Hawaii, it's done. And so I did, I did, I did. It was uh, six six months after I visited, I was oh, living in Hawaii. God, that's awesome. You know, you realize that I'm from Hawaii, right? 
I don't know. You know if yeah. Oh, I, I, it's so funny when I was listening, you, you sent me a message earlier today and I'm listening to it and I actually had to replay it because I didn't hear what you said. I was hearing how you said it. And I was like, so hoy. Oh, so hoy. <laughs> like I miss it. I really miss it. Cause I, I moved off Island um, a little over a year ago. And so whenever I hear somebody and I'm just like, Oh, it's, it's Hawaii because I lived I lived there for 12 years and so it became home for me you know yeah like I was just used to everybody there and so when I heard you it was like a, a breath of fresh air I was like oh oh that's oh. funny and it's hilarious because people in Hawaii always tease me that I sound super howly you know? See, <laughs> when you live there and you're you're so you know like the the pigeons thick you know, you, you know, you know, the pigeons thick. So when you move away and you stop, you know, with as much, I can, I can totally see that where they're like, oh, you so highly now, but like, <laughs> yeah, no, it's, I can still hear it. And it just, it made me happy. It just did. So oh, that's so cool. What a small world. I mean, I feel like even more connected to you now, just knowing that you spent some time on the islands. That's well, so and cool. it's, a, it's a, the culture is different. Like you can visit there but living there is is different. Like the culture, once you get absorbed into it, I've never lived in a place as amazing as Hawaii. You know, it, if it wasn't, you know, a million dollars a month to live there, I'd, <laughs> I'd still be there. Right? <laughs> I don't feel like it's that far away yeah. in, in Washington state. It's pretty expensive over there too. Well, see, I, I purposely didn't move back because I, I do live in Washington now, but I, I live on the east side. And the difference is, is that Seattle is really close to Hawaii prices, which trips me out. I'm like, look, I'm not spending that much money to live in dreary Seattle. <laughs> but where I moved to is about a third of the cost. And that's one of the reasons. Well, okay. The other reason is my best friend of 25 years lives out here. So I was like, you know, live close to, you know, a good friend again. So um, it, it, the, it's about a third of the cost to live on the east side of the state, which I is see. why I moved over here. Okay, cool. So tell me about this art where you do what I've seen on Instagram and all that is your mm -hmm. street graffiti art. Yes. But yeah. are you skilled in the actual spray paint stuff like in Beach Street? <laughs> I'm so, so old school. It's, it's, I, I'm always cautious because um, spray painting on walls is illegal. So I always say I've never done it illegally but I really enjoy um, using spray paint. It's a, it's a medium like I've never used before. When I first started <clears throat> with pencil and paper, it was fun, it was enjoyable. And having to go in a race and do all these things was, you know, it, you learned. But when I first started using paint, like actual spray paint, you didn't have to go back in a race. You didn't have to like, you, you got to build layered and layered as you do it, which was pretty much awesome. Yeah. And I guess I was just asking because like now your your medium is digital, which I'm sure is a way different than actually spray painting and doing on paper, right? Yeah, no, it's uh, well, actually, most of what I do, um, I, I do only a little bit digital. Um, I, I would say about 80 90% of what I do is all, sorry, I just realized that I had something open and I heard somebody's voice on my computer. I'm so <laughs> sorry. Like that's what I was just, I paused, I'm like, oh, I have a website open and there's somebody talking. Um, <laughs> I apologize. Uh, okay. What was I saying? Oh, so most of what I do is traditional on paper. Um, you know, if I'm not 
finding and actually I found new mediums to be able to legally go out and do walls. Um, but I just started, I want to say it's been about six months that I've had it, but I've hardly used it. I just started with digital on uh, Procreate on my iPad and, you know, I got the iPencil and, and started uh, doodling on there, which is a lot of fun, but it's completely different. And so for me, it's almost like a whole new learning experience mm -hmm. to go from paper to walls to digital um, because it, it is, it's totally different. So I don't like on my streams, I don't, I don't do digital. I don't do okay. because to me, I'm like brand new, still learning. I feel like I just started over again. So I don't do that on streams. I do that in my, my downtime to practice and everything else. Um, but I would say about 90% of what I do is all traditional with pencils and pins um, on paper. I just love the feel of it. Um, it's for me, the artwork isn't just about the visual part. There's a feeling that I have that goes into every single piece. There's a, a, a feel of the way that I move my hand, the way like all those little things that go into it. And that's what made me love it so much is, is it isn't just like, oh, I made this boom, you know, print a thousand of them, get them out there. It's um, and I actually have a few of them that I won't recreate. You know, if somebody wants to, because everything's for sale. If somebody wants some, it's going to be that one original that only one person has. You know, like I like having that exclusive single piece. Right. No, I love that. And this is what I'm talking about when I when I talk to artists. And, you know, I was trying to figure out what that was, but you just nailed it right on the head there. It's the feeling. It's the emotional connection you have with your art. It, it's, it just makes, I don't know, it, it's a very personal experience yeah. and oh, yeah. directly tied to being passionate. Like I, I think it's, it's just, um, I wouldn't be able to live my life without it. It, I mean, it changes you once you experience something like that. And I, I, I really, really just appreciate artists for that, whether it's music or, you know, drawing or painting, whatever your feeling of expression is, it's you putting that love of yourself out there, you know, for other people to enjoy. And I just love that. Can you tell us a little bit more about your music history? Because I'm a musician too. I play guitar. I okay, write songs. Okay. okay. I sing with my sister, Kim. We do that. So tell That's me about awesome. your music history. So my music is very eclectic. Um, I, I enjoy like I just enjoy music uh, anywhere from throwing on classical music and just relaxing with that that vibe of for me it's like a smoothness it's it's I don't know it's like an effortless beauty that comes out of classical music I really really enjoy that um, when I was in my younger years when I was uh, 18 19 I actually played in a hardcore death metal band in in uh, in Seattle we played the OK Hotel which for me was a big deal because Nirvana had played there, Soundgarden had played there, like, it was really neat that we made it to that point, but it was like hardcore death metal, you know, growling, screaming, you know, double bass, like, something that people might look at me and go, what, you know, but it was, it was one of those things where I was like, why not, why not, let's go for it, um, and then years later, I actually played the washboard in a bluegrass band, you know, so it was the, you know, the eclecticness of the music that I like. I just go with what feels, mm -hmm. you know, there, there was a point because uh, I, I skateboard, I've skateboarded my whole life that, um, and this is dating me, but I had my Walkman that I would skateboard <laughs> with <laughs> and I had two tapes. I had Coolio's Gangster's Paradise and the first <laughs> Dave Matthews album. 
so oh my like, God, depending I love it. on what my mood was, I was either listening to Dave Matthews <laughs> or Coolio, you know, like, so it, when it came to music, um, you know, I, I was huge into punk, you know, the no effects and Operation Ivy and, and you know, them becoming rancid and, um, I, one thing I never really got into was the hair metal bands, you know, Skid Row and those. No offense, you guys are great musicians. I just didn't, that wasn't my vibe. The glamour bands. Yeah, like <laughs> I, I I, had friends that were into it. And so I listened to it, but I was like, I just can't. Um, but whether it was rock, I love hip hop. Uh, a lot of what you'll hear, if you do come to my stream, is hip hop. The okay. reason for that is that I, and I, I tested myself and, and you know, because I, when I mentioned that I was in school, I have a psychology background. I was going for my doctorate in psychology. I love the way the mind works. Like it really intrigues me. So I do experiments on myself. Um, and I was wondering if the music I listened to affected the art that I did. And so I spent probably a good three, four months listening to different music while I would draw. And I actually noticed a difference in my drawing, depending on what I was listening to, different shapes, different uh, you know lines and everything else. And so I found that when I listen to hip hop, I draw the, the style that I want to do the most. Is That's what comes out of me. So, you know, if you come to my streams, nine times out of 10, you're gonna hear hip hop playing um, because it's just, that's the vibe, you know, when I'm, when I'm doing it. Um, Very I was never interesting. In a, I was never in like a hip hop band or anything. I was, you know, I'm not a gangster rapper by any means, <laughs> but I love the culture. I love the music. Um, I, I can't say that there's a lot of music I don't enjoy uh, besides, you know, the glam bands. I tried country. Some of it is okay. It's just, I think those two are just not my thing, but almost anything else, almost anything else I love. Very cool. I love that you experimented with that because I mean, it's just anything that affects, you know, the creativity that comes out of you. I just think that's really cool that you're able to really filter which one produce the best work out of you that is so awesome i love it but um the kind of music that uh kim and i played like back in college and stuff was reggae we played reggae okay, and okay. it had a little bit of like rock and hip-hop twist to it too okay um very poppy <laughs> and was, it was it like the the, the joy music that you would hear in in hawaii was it that yeah sort of yeah Kind of like that, but we had a little bit of, you know, sublimey, no doubt-ish kind of stuff too, you know, very poppy. But... Do you have any um, recordings? Oh, I'd love to hear it. Oh, I'll tell Kim, hook you up with a CD. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Nice. CD, like people use CDs anymore. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I mentioned tapes. I, I <laughs> I'm sure we have a digital version of it somewhere. I don't know. She can hook you up. That'll but yeah. Great. We, our band used to be called uh, 3LB, which stood for Three Little Birds, like in the Bob Marley song. Okay, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so very cool. I, I just love, um, I really want to experience a stream of yours now. You have to invite me. I'm not really a Twitcher, so I don't really right. know what to do. I don't know. Um, it's in, in I, I try to stream every day of the, well, okay, actually I'll, I'll break this down because this is, part of the art life and the Twitch life. You, you gotta be really careful with the two of them. Um, with Twitch, it's live streaming, right? So you're live streaming everything that you do. You are live with people that can talk to you and interact with you at that moment, right? So you actually open up yourself to let people come in and it can get 
mentally draining and emotionally draining, depending on the stuff that you go through. And burnout becomes a very, very real thing. Um, I actually, when I first started streaming, I was streaming six days a week, eight hours a day, because I thought that's what you had to do to make it. And I hit a point that I burned out so bad that I didn't do art and I didn't do regular streaming for almost six months. I just, I, I quit. I was like, I'm done. I'm so fed up with it. Um, and now that I've, I've made it actually my career that I realize that I have to space it out. You know, I have to do four to six hour, maybe seven hour intervals, but only four days a week, which it may sound like, oh, you only have to work four days a week streaming is only 40% of the job, <laughs> like the actual being live. Um, the, the stuff you have to do in the background, it's that joke of, you know, oh, I have to work nine to five, I'm going to quit my job, and I'm going to start my own business. And now I work 24 hours a day. You know, it's <laughs> yeah. that, that whole thing right there. Um, but I just, you know, four days a week, I'm, I'm putting my face out there and putting my art out there. So I would love for you to stop by it. Yeah, I'll blow up the I'll chat. Do. I, yeah, right, right. Put some bits up in there. <laughs> <laughs> I know a little bit of the terminology. Nice, nice. So for those of you who don't know what Twitch is, like it's my experience, like I've only experienced a DJ. I haven't really experienced an art experience yet. But uh, you'd be listening to music and your friends or whoever joins the chat, like will make their presence there by in the chat. like you would make comments, you know, and, and then you're allowed, you can, if you really are a fan of the person that's streaming, you can give tips in something they call bits. <laughs> and then it comes with like a little emoji attached to it. So it's cute. And you can pick whichever emoji you want to put up there, which represents the, the bits, the tips that you're giving them. So it's actually kind of fun because once someone starts tipping, it motivates other people to start tipping. And then it's like a wave and yes, it's like it energy that I was like, what is going on in here? <laughs> it's crazy. Totally different community of people. And it's actually really fun. It's, it's kind of like a digital busking. <clears throat> Excuse me. If you know what busking is, where people go out on the street and they play music and they have their hat out or, you know, whatever. People walk by and throw money in the guitar case, you know, to be like, hey, good job. It's essentially digital busking. We, we go out there and we present ourselves for free, right? You can watch for free. You don't have to put anything into it. Um, and you can sit and watch. I have people that have watched me for over a year that have never tipped, that have never anything. And it's totally fine because you build the relationship with people and it becomes a friend hangout, you know, not so bad. Now, mind you, I said this is my career. So, of course, I want the, you know, there's uh, subscriptions and bits and donations. Again, it's digital busking. You know, this is, this is how I pay my rent and everything else. So it's, it's appreciated, but it's not um, mandatory. You know, right. you, you can go to a stream and what you can watch 30 different people for free. It is completely free entertainment. Um, you know, it's it's just set up that if you so desire, hey, you did a really good job. Here's five bucks, you know, or right. what, whatever it is that, that you know, someone would, would drop into the hat. Um, it's like a, so it's, a little corgi emoji, like that looks really cute. And it's like <laughs> worth like a thousand or something like that. <laughs> I don't know, it's yeah. so random I was like I don't get it someone teach me but <laughs> once I did it a few times I was like oh, okay I can do this with a drink in my hand it's fun. <laughs> you know it's funny like I started doing art I started drawing and I had no idea what twitch was I, I didn't know I was late to the boat you know I, I'd watch YouTube 
and and on YouTube, people would put Twitch clips, and I'm like, I don't know what that means, but okay, like maybe it's a program. Never paid attention to it until somebody mentioned to me when I was putting my art on Instagram and, and uh, making YouTube videos, why don't you live stream on Twitch? And then that's when I researched. I'm like, I have no idea what that is. You know, I've, I've never even heard of it. And when I started, it was a pretty makeshift setup. It was <laughs> compared to what I have now. It was it was sad, you know, but everybody starts where you start. I, I literally had makeshift two boxes on either side with a bar over the top to set my phone on it so that the camera pointed down onto my art. And huh. then I had to stand up and look at my phone to see if anybody was talking, which at that point nobody was talking because nobody was there. You know, <laughs> it's, it's, which is it's hard to it's hard to get noticed. You you really have to put in, like I said, you know, streaming is only about 40% of the work. You really have to put in a lot of effort um, to get noticed for for people to even know who you are. There's I think when I looked it up, over 7 million people um, stream. So there's a lot of people that stream. If you just go in there and go, hey, I'm here, you're going to get lost in 7 million people crowd. You know, wow. so it's, I had um, no idea it was that widespread yeah. because yeah. I never even heard of it. You know, like how old I feel old now because <laughs> maybe it's, I'm just not cool enough, you know. <laughs> I, I felt the same way, but what I learned in, in when I first started doing it, I'm like, this is just a young person thing. You know, because I'm I'm 44 years old, right? So I started doing it. Um, I started doing it three years ago. Now it's coming up on three years. So I was 41. I'm like, I'm the old guy. This is for like 15, 18, 21 year olds. You know, like this is this is, and that's when I started finding these like gray bearded dudes that had huge followings and a lot of people. And I'm like, wait a minute, he's older than I am. You know, like <laughs> I can do I can do this. And yeah, and it's a. Uh, Honestly, it, it fueled my passion for the art. It really did because it took me from drawing when I could draw to knowing that I'm going to put pencil to paper at least four days a week. I'm gonna hone my craft at least four days a week, at least 20 hours a week. I am going to be working on growing. And the way I look at it is with art, I, I tell this, I tell this to artists that, cause I have a lot of artists that'll come in, young artists don't beat yourself up and look at somebody else's art you are perfectly where you are with your art and what i mean by that is that your skill level and your skill set and what you've learned and how you've practiced you are perfectly at the pinnacle of where you are will you evolve probably if you keep working if you keep practicing your art will evolve but i don't like using the word like oh you'll get better because that implies that you suck now right you know, like no like it might not be what you see this guy doing but you are you are to the the perfectness of your skill set. Now, as you grow it, and as you learn, whether it's in realism or you know watercolor, whatever it is, you learn all the little tricks, you learn all the little tips. Then you'll grow, you'll evolve, your art will change. But I encourage people to look at what they're doing now, and and be proud that they used all of their their inside, all of their experience to create the best thing that they could create. That's great advice because I feel like artists, they're such emotional people because of oh, this yeah. passion, you know, like, and they tend to beat themselves up so hard if someone just <laughs> critiques one thing about their art. It's like, I quit, you know, <laughs> and I hate that. Like, you know, 
everybody expresses themselves differently and everyone has a mm -hmm. gift of some sort sometimes it just needs some uncovering and some practice yeah. you know and maybe if it just mean needs some inspiration and you just haven't met that person that's going to inspire you that way yet you right. know yeah yeah or that sunset or that you saw a leaf you know right oh my goodness i, I need to draw that you know whatever, yeah. whatever it is for me it was it was go i was actually on the freeway i was on h1 going into town and I'd seen, uh, you know, I, I've always enjoyed graffiti, but I'd seen this piece of graffiti on the on the walls we were going. And I was like, oh, I want to do that. Like, I like that. You know, like that that looks really, really neat. And and it was literally a long time after that that I actually started. But it was that seeing a random thing, you know, and that's what I encourage people that, that want to do art, whether it's music, whether it's dance, whether it's, um, you know, painting, drawing, whatever art you're interested in think of the things that have inspired you in the past. It might not be right this moment you're looking at it. It could have been like, well, three years ago, I saw this and it made me feel a certain mm -hmm. thing. You know, like go with that, like revisit whatever that was and see if that was what's going to inspire that passion of wanting to do whatever your art is. Right, right. No, that's that's a great eye-opening thing. And and I think it's important for other artists to really experience other artist because you never know like you know if you're just stuck in your own little hole you're not gonna see what's out there and what other people are doing to inspire them you know it's good to just broaden your high horizons and you never know what's gonna affect you you know mm -hmm. you gotta experience life that's what life is and it's important to do that and it's hard you know the pandemic really hold people up but there's so many different ways to get inspired but mm -hmm. for me i think what inspires me the most is people like i love mm -hmm. hearing stories the stories of how things fire them up like when i see things that fire other people up that fires me up you know and that's the reason oh, yeah. why i started this podcast nice yeah so um the i was thinking about your art as far as spray painting or do you have any experience with stenciling? Like, you know, the whole Banksy thing that happened? Yeah, I am. Um, I mean, quite honestly, I, I do enjoy that kind of um, art to, to visually see it. Personally, I, I don't know. I, I didn't like the feel. I tried the stenciling. I didn't, I didn't like it um, for myself. I didn't feel like I was being as creative. I felt like I used a tool, which there's nothing wrong with but I used a tool to make something and it didn't feel like it was from me. It mm -hmm. was from that. All I did was sort of, I don't want to say copy. I, I don't know the exact word to use, but I, I didn't feel that it was genuine for me. And, I, and I, I want to make sure that with my art, and again, this is just me, other people stencil away. If that's what you love, if that's what your passion is, like throw stencils up everywhere. If you love it, do it. But for me personally, I just felt that each line, each stroke, each color, each shade, I wanted it to come directly from me. Um, you know, if I messed up on a line, that was my personality that was in the line. You know, like with stencils, you have perfect lines. It's beautiful. It's perfection, you know, for lack of better words. You know, you, you put up a perfect stencil, you spray over it, it's there. I have pieces that I've done where when I was spraying, I look back and was like, what did you do? You know, because I... <laughs> this line was bad, this line was bad, you know, well, not bad, 
it was off. There we go. This line was off. You know, this one had a wobble to it instead of being straight. But that became my personality in my art. Mm -hmm. You know, it became very personal at that point to go, either I'm happy with this or I'm not happy with this, but either way, I did it. Right. And and that's why for stencils, they're beautiful. If people want to do them, do them. It's just for me, it wasn't my cup of tea. And your cup of tea, per se, is um, letters. Like, you like words. Yeah. yeah. Your art is visualizing words and I love Mm -hmm. that because I love words as a songwriter you know words are very important but visually looking at words you make the words look very cool by the way Um, I I just and it's it's very it pops you know like it has a lot of personality and it it comes alive and the colors are so vibrant I love that about your art it's very vibrant and it really does evoke a feeling and it feels happy. <laughs> I feel happy when I look at your art. <laughs> part of part of that, and I, I didn't I didn't learn this till <laughs> till I started doing art. Um, I found out I'm colorblind. I didn't know that I was colorblind. I had no idea. I just seen things the way I seen things. And what it really came about as is when I started doing graffiti, that I you know did a couple of pieces, and um, you know I showed my daughter, and I was just like, yeah, you know, I did this, 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 and I started naming the colors that I'd put in and she was looking at me she's like dad that's not what color that is and I'm like what are you talking about no I did you know in my head I'm like no I, I this is what I did she's like dad what color and she started pointing so I'm naming what I see she's like that's not what color that is you know and I'm like stop playing with me because she loves to prank you know my daughter she loves to prank she's she's 15 now but then she was you know 12 13 years old and she loves to prank me and so I didn't I didn't believe her at first and then somebody else did the same thing. And I was like, I should probably get checked. <laughs> and, and, and I am, I am kind of, and I don't have a, you know, I still see things the way I see things. But one of the reasons why you get a lot of bright colors in my, my artwork is that's what I see the best. Those are the colors that really stand out to me. Um, and, and so you don't get a lot of dark colors because at that point they become like muddied and muddled in my eyes. Um, you know, Very. other people may see, you know, a beautiful deep, red or a deep green or all I see is grays and browns so I go for very very bright vibrant colors because then I see and go I love this this is this makes me happy um and that's that's one thing that um it was kind of neat learning that you know because I'd always seen what I'd always seen but learning that it was it, it added for me a whole new personality to what I do you know, it's like, okay, it isn't just the regular norm. This is a little bit different. And I love that. I love that, you know, uniqueness of, of art, not just mine, but everybody else's. But for me, that was like a piece of uniqueness for me. And it just made me feel good. That is very fascinating. This story, I, I just love it. The The fact that you're colorblind and then the way your art is and how vibrant it is in color, that little, you know, I just think that that just makes it even more special. <laughs> it's 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 fun I, I don't know I, I I can't think every time I think of how to describe what I what I do and all the things that have gone into it you know there's ups and downs that have gone into it and good and bad when it really comes down to what I get to do every day like fun is the first word that comes out of my face like it, it's it's enjoyable it's happy it can be stressful but it's fun you know at the end of the day when I finish like I have a piece sitting in front of me that I'm almost done with 
and I've looked at it like four or five times while we've been talking and, and started thinking, oh, I got to do this. I got to do this. <laughs> but it's, but I'm thinking of it in a very, like, after we're, we're done, I'm probably going to shut everything off and finish this piece because I'm, I'm, it's, it's happy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like I get happy sitting here for four hours, five hours, just doing this. And I, and I walk out of my office. I have, you know, this, this whole room is, is my office and my stream room. I walk out of here in such a good mood every day when I finish what I'm doing, you know, and, and I don't know about you or anybody else, but when I was, you know, working in accounting and when I was, you know, wearing a suit and tie to work, only reason why I was happy walking out of the office is because I got to leave the office. You know, like I, I did not like being there. And the difference is, is that I walk in here happy and then I walk out of here happy. And it's, it's, it's new and beautiful. And I just, I attribute it to this art. I attribute it to this new found thing that, you know, I, I had to go four decades to find, but now I have it. And I'm not letting go of it, you know. Great. That, that's amazing. I love it. So can you, one more question before I ask the last question before we okay. end, uh, end this interview. Um, uh, what is your take on NFTs? That's like the new up and coming thing that brings value mm-hmm. in art or it brings new meaning to digital art. Like, how do you feel about NFTs? So NFTs, it, uh, I'll start at the beginning because I've, I've put a lot of thought into NFTs over the past couple of months. Um, first, I'm just like you were saying, like, oh, I'm too old for, you know, Twitch. I don't know. That's how I felt at first. I'm like, this newfangled art thing, what that, you know, you old whippersnappers. You know, like, let me go get my cane and, you know, <laughs> I'm too old for this garbage. Um, and, and that's how I was at first. You know, first I'm like, really, it's just another Bitcoin, which, you know, I, I well, Bitcoin's been dropping, but that's a whole other thing. <laughs> I actually got into that as well. So that was sort of an inspiring thing where it's like, okay, if I started to get into this digital currency type things, maybe I should look at it. This is the art world. I'm in the art world. I should at least look at it. I, I feel that I would be a wasted opportunity, a wasted, you know, platform if I didn't do it. So I started looking into it. It is, it's, interesting because it's confusing things uh, to me interesting is a very positive word mm-hmm. I love things that are interesting because that means I have to think I have to figure it out I have to get to the bottom of it like like Scooby-Doo you got to get to the bottom of it yeah yeah <laughs> so with NFTs I wanted to start doing them because to me it's the equivalent of taking a one-of-a-kind canvas that somebody can buy you know, you've had, you know, canvases, paintings go for millions of dollars, right? You have one. People can make copies of it, but it's not the original one. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You have, you know, Rembrandt. You have Rembrandt's piece. There can be a thousand copies, but unless you have the original, you don't have the piece. And the battle that I had with NFTs is, do people really care about having my original? You know, like that's the reason like I haven't just dove into NFTs is that people even want an original of mine or do they just want to copy? I sell lots of prints. I sell lots of stickers and t-shirts and things, but not as much like, um, oh, you can't totally see it, but I have up at the top above my bookshelves is a bunch of my canvases that I painted because um, I don't just do, you know, paper walls. I love doing canvases as well. Um, actually, that's what my window is right over here. It's covered by canvases that I've painted, you know, 
for lighting effect, but it, it worked, you know. <laughs> um, so with NFTs, it's does anybody even want an original, you know, to to just have? And honestly, that's where I'm at. It's not is it uh, valuable because there's value, absolutely. It's people want to have the original. They, that's the whole point of NFTs. They want to have the one, so that they can say, "I got it." You know, there's not a whole lot else that you're going to do with it, you know, unless you're marketing or whatever. But um, it's it's a matter of, you know, does somebody actually want my original, my only, you know, and that's that's been my pause. And that's the whole going back to the psychology of things is, you know, do I feel that my art is worth it? And that's what a lot of artists deal with. Is my art good enough? Is my art you know, does anybody give a crap about my art? You know, like it, it's not important enough that people would want that. So I'm not going to do it. Like that goes through our heads a lot. Mm -hmm. And so for me, like even just talking about this right now, like voicing those things and hearing it and hearing it myself, I'm a very stubborn person. Just hearing going, yeah, nobody's going to want my art makes me go, no, I'm going to do it now. Like now I'm going to do it because I'm going to prove to myself Yes, I can put my art out there and somebody's going to go, hey, that's neat. Whether they buy it for a dollar or a million bucks, hopefully a million, I don't know. <laughs> but <laughs> no, but it, it's that, that I, I don't know, I guess this just hearing myself speak it needed is what my brain needed to hear to go, you know what, yeah, let's go for it and try it. I have no idea what's going to happen from it, mm -hmm. but I think that it's a great platform and avenue for a lot of artists. Mm -hmm there's a ton of digital artists that have a hard time selling their art physically because it's a digital art. Um, I'm the opposite. I have physical art that I have to turn into digital, you know, right, right. make it. But um, I love the NFT platform just in the sense that it's opened up a stream of revenue for art. I think artists should be millionaires because I love the creativity. So another platform for them to be able to sell their art and get their art out there. I, I long-winded, long story short, I love NFTs. I just haven't figured out totally how to put mine into that realm and platform because I mean, a lot of what I have is here on paper. You know, it's, it's I have to do a long process to make it digital. Right, <laughs> you know, right. I, once I've done this, um, but I, I, I feel sorry. That was very long-winded, but I no, love no, no. I love NFTs this answer. Great. Yeah. Your answer <laughs> and, was and very good. Okay. Yeah. Very good answer. And for my opinion in NFTs, like, I feel like that whole world with crypto, you know, mm -hmm. the, just the, that digital currency, it's not going to go away. I think it's oh, a new yeah. era, a dawning of a new era that's coming. And I feel like as an artist, it's kind of like it, it's a way to make your mark in that space. You know, yeah. Yeah. If, if you're going to make a mark here, you, you got to make your mark there because that's where the value is. And if you have a fan that really, really likes your stuff, you want to make it available to them, you know? True. And True. yeah, I'm like, do it, dude. Do it yesterday. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so um, that's a great answer. I love, I love hearing that. So one thing before um, I we end this interview, which is just an amazing interview. I just love yeah, talking to you. You have great much. energy. You have such good energy. Um, 
so when you engaged with me on Instagram, I posted a, you know, a post about, you know, making your life count. You only get one chance at life, make it count. Right. Uh-huh. So what, do you have any specific goals you're working toward as far as your big gargantuan dream in life with your art? Like what is the goal you're working toward? That's going to truly really, really you see as what's going to bring you happiness. See, and here's, here's the thing with that is I've, I've not just me, society um, in, in, we're going to sort of delve into, um, when I was going to school, it was a major in psychology and a minor in sociology. I felt that they went hand in hand because society really molds people. It really, you can have your parents teach you one thing, but then when you see society do another thing, it, it will mold who you are and, and why you do the things that you do. And, and the point of saying that is that I feel that we've been, we've been taught our whole lives that our happiness will come from a set specific goal. And when we reach that goal, we'll hit happiness. But if you think about it, the first goal was to get to junior high. And then once you got to junior high, you're like, I'm here. And then I'm in junior high. So that happiness was very short-lived. Then to get to high school, then to graduate. Your graduation day was one day. The next day it was over. That happiness, you know, it starts to fade away. You get into college to get your degree. You get your degree and then that happiness goes. So each goal is set up for a very momentary happiness, a very small-lived happiness, which added up, you can feel accomplishment, right? Mm -hmm. But... I don't know about you, and it may be different for other people, but, you know, going through college, when I finished finals, I was relieved, but the next day, I didn't care anymore, you know, I'd moved on, it didn't make me happy to have accomplished and finished, you know, that that piece of college or whatever, what I found in, in where I'm at right now is, I know that I will continue to evolve in whatever it is I'm doing, um, and, and I, I like to go by the definition of evolve, where things just change and grow and become new I'm happy now and that's the biggest thing for me and it took me a long time to get here but instead of going when I hit partner on Twitch which is a big deal I'll be happy you know when I hit uh you know five sponsors I'm gonna be happy instead of doing that I'm going I get to get up and walk into my office and I get to draw and I get to interact with people I get to a big thing for me, and, and it is different from the art, but it's just part of the the happiness is, um, you know, I let people come to my stream that have either traumas or need to work through stuff because of my psychology background, and I will talk to them on stream and help them. I had somebody come through saying they're going to kill themselves, and, and I was just stopped what I was doing, you know, talked to them, and then they left, and, and in my head, I'm like, was it a joke? Um, did I help them? Are they gone? You know, like about six months later, they came back and they're like, Hey, you remember me? And I'm like, yeah, how are you? You know, what's going on? They said, you literally stopped me from killing myself that day. And I was like, Oh, (laughs) you know, like what I do is impactful. And that is my happiness. That is what drives me and keeps me happy is that I know that I can sit and talk to people. They, They had a bad day at work. Come here, talk to me about it. You know, I'm drawing. I'm doing my thing, um, you know, music's playing. Yeah, so-and-so did this. Oh, okay, well, what about this? Did you talk to your boss? You know, you can do this. You know, just problem solving while doing art. For me, it isn't just the art. There's so much more that goes into it. 
but when I'm like, hey, I'm going to, I'm going to take off the amount of people that are like, dude, thanks for helping my day. And that to me is my happy. I love helping people. That's, it, it's just a joy to me. If, it, and I tell myself before every stream, if nobody shows up today, it's okay. And that creates my happy because then I can just start drawing. And if somebody pops in, it's icing on the cake. I'm like, hey, somebody is here. You know, mm -hmm. like the whole thing of, I want to hit a goal to achieve happiness. I, I let go a couple of years ago. And, you know, I have that it is what it is mentality. Like things are going to happen as they happen. I don't have control over everything. So instead of stressing about all the things that I can't control that might go wrong, it's funny we're having this interview today. This last week has probably been one of the worst weeks that I've had in years, right? And so many things have gone wrong. So many things have happened that were just, like I, I cut my stream short, you know, I, I like an hour and a half stream instead of four hour stream because I was just crying. I just lost it, right? I was like, it, it hit a, a point of, but I'm still able to like compartmentalize each individual thing and go, okay, that is what it is. This is what it is. If I can change this, I'm going to change this. If I can't, I'm going to learn how to deal with it. And in doing that, I still know that I can get up and be happy. I can still get up and go, okay, I don't have to let all this weigh on me and crush my happiness. I can go, I can't deal with that till Monday. So why am I worrying about it on Saturday? I'm going to enjoy what I'm doing. I'm going to enjoy this interview. I'm going to enjoy doing art afterwards. I'm going to enjoy hanging out with my family. And when it comes to the, the art and the you know, success of, of my business, I feel that the first moment somebody bought something from me, I became a professional artist and that was a success in itself. And it was, it was a happy moment. That was a long time ago. So anything that comes through now is just adding to, you know, okay, it's a, it's a momentum. But if it all went away and I was sitting here by myself drawing, I would keep that same happiness. So my big, big thing with, with happy and goals is that the goals don't make me happy. The goals are a side effect of my happy and joy going through this and something happened from it. And, and I appreciate them and I love them. And I love, you know, when, when a new sponsor gets a hold of me and says, we wouldn't pay you to, you know, I love that, but it doesn't dictate my happiness. Cause if they didn't call, I would still be the same happy all day long. And, and again, it's taken me a long time to get to this point, but I'm telling you when I, when I wake up on, I, I take Wednesdays off, well, half of Wednesdays off. When I wake up three years after doing, starting doing this and go, oh man, I'm not working today. Like who, who gets bummed that they're not working? You know what I mean? <laughs> like I literally get up and I'm like, you know, and, and I'll, I'll go in on my day off and I'll start doing art and I'll start doing stuff. And, and my significant other will come in and be like, are you working right now? Are you, <laughs> it's Saturday. What do you know? I'll be like, I, I love it. You know, like I really enjoy what I'm doing. And it's, it, it's that bit of happiness that I would encourage anybody and everybody, whatever you're doing, it's really more worth it, in my opinion, to find something that makes you happy that you're doing every day than being miserable in hopes that a goal will make you happy later on in life. Um, you know, and I get, if you start in the mailroom and you want to be CEO, you got to work your way up. If that's your passion, okay, you know, like do it. But if you're, if, if you go five days of unhappy just to get a, a Friday night or a Saturday of happy, like, is that really worth it in, in life? You know, is it really worth it to go, I'm miserable all this time to have this one sliver of happy 
or things may not be perfect, but you can at least maintain a level of happiness throughout the whole thing. That's just my mindset um, of, you know, I don't, I don't want to be miserable when I get up every day. Yeah. I, I, I wake up and, and I'm not a, a religious person, but a saying that went through my head a long time ago, somebody said, you either wake up and say, good morning, God, or good God, it's morning. Yeah. And you have <laughs> that choice of how you're going to start your day. And I, I literally wake up in the morning and, and I'll either be like, good morning. You know, like I'll <laughs> say it in my head. I will say it to, to remind myself that this is what we do. We go and we, we enjoy what we're doing. If you're not enjoying it, why are you doing it? Find mm-hmm. there's a million things to do in life you don't have to be a lawyer you know what I mean like you don't have to there's so many things that you can do to be successful in whatever you want to do why why pigeonhole yourself into something that'll just I don't know give you an ulcer right <laughs> you know? right you know, I, just, I really really appreciate that way you explained it I mean you really explained it very well um and it's sad that today we have to learn how to be happy. Yeah. And it, sometimes it takes a lifetime to even figure that out. And it's yeah. terrible. We shouldn't have to learn how to be happy. Right? <laughs> it right. should be a normal thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I really appreciate your take on it and the way you explained it. And it really, um, it made it made me see it differently. The goal, I'm like one of those people like, there's my goal. I'm gonna run, 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 run. I'm not right, gonna stop right, until right, I reach right. that goal, you know? Right. But I mean, you think about it. For me, I'm different in a sense that I get passionate when I'm in the pursuit of something. Like that right. gives me energy and drive, right. you know? So, and I feel like that keeps, that energy keeps me out of being depressed and stagnant, you know? Oh, yeah. Everybody's oh, yeah. different about how they, what wavelength they're, dra- they're surfing on, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, but I love that. Like, you have to be mindful about how happy you are right now. That's what people forget. And that's what you reminded everybody of today. So thank you so much for all of that. Yeah. Amazing. I just, I just want to say, like, hearing you say that your drive is like when you're, you're going after something. Only thing I would say is just remember while you're going after it to, to love the process. That, mm-hmm. that would be your happiness. You know, yes. like the goal is next Friday, but in between now and then you're driving for it, but be happy that you get to drive. You know what I mean? It'll, it'll, you may have that goal, but essentially the goal is just the goal. Your happiness is your process. Of exactly. There, which is, yeah. is a beautiful thing. I, I see that passion in you. Like I just saw like when you started talking about it, when you started talking about like driving for that goal, like your body movement, your face, like everything was like, I can see that's your passion. I can like, it's, it's a beautiful thing. It's really neat. Yeah. And when I look at the goal, like that's the prize, but it's like, what's next? You know, like, I'm not going to sit there and be like, oh, I'm depressed now, you know, right. uh, it's, right. what's next, you know, how can I grow now? You know? Yes. So yes. That's what we would kind of just want to show people. There's all different ways that you have to figure that out for yourself. And it's mm-hmm. worth the effort. You guys, yeah. it's worth the effort. So thank you so much, Pochfad. You really, really Absolutely. shared some amazing, amazing nuggets with everybody. And, and I'm looking forward to you know, going on and experiencing one of your streams. And those of you out of there, yeah, experience it too. You know, he drop like we're gonna put the where you can find him in the description. So you can join him on his journey and experience his his art and maybe it can help you get your stuff together in here too. <laughs> I'm happy to. 
I'd be happy to. Anybody that comes in, I will be happy to. You want to you talk about stuff? I'm, it isn't just art. We don't have to just go, oh, we draw with glue. No, we, we can talk about you, you stubbed your toe, your boss yelled at you, your, your girlfriend got mad. <laughs> I don't care what it is. We will talk about all of it. <laughs> awesome. So thank you so much. I really, really appreciate it. Very nice to meet you. And I look thank forward you. to being friends with you for a really long time. Yes. <laughs> I really, really appreciate this. This was really when you reached out to me. It was, I was like, oh, oh, oh! I felt fancy. I, I felt like I needed to wear like a tuxedo, you know, top hat, and like ah, I've arrived. But I, I just really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Awesome, awesome. So thank you everybody for joining us on Dark Horse Matters, the show about people, their passions, and their pursuit toward happiness. Um, if you like this episode, hit that you know, thumbs up and make sure you come back. There's going to be more and more and more. It's not going to stop. It's going to keep going. And you never know what story is going to impact you. So until next time, everybody be passionate.